The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod, and we're coming to you live from a house and from Traven's house. And that's how we're doing this. And later we're going to have a guest who's probably going to be coming to us live from their house. And we continue on. We soldier on, right? We're thrilled to be here with you on this Tuesday. This is the 4th of July week. We're gearing up for the 4th of July week here in the United States. And I was saying to somebody this morning, you know, we always make the same mistake that we, we try to get a lot done before the holiday, whatever holiday it is, I, you know, and I schedule all these things. And um, it's just interesting to me how people start to wind down. It's not like everybody works right up until the time that it's time to take off. Everything starts to wind down and people's minds tend to wander into other things. And it, and it is always one of those things that I look at that and I go, oh, right. Um, those are all the people who don't have kids with autism. Do you know what I mean? We've talked a lot this last, uh, as, a, as a world, this last couple of weeks about um, what it looks like when you don't have good perspective taking. And, um, you know, understanding how you are privileged is part of that, right? And that this can take many different shapes, um, but, it, but it's very interesting to me that um, you know, it's almost a measure of where you are in the world of autism, because if you're looking forward to a holiday because it's going to be a break, then that means that you're doing particularly well in the world of autism, because there are a lot of people right now who aren't gearing down and going, oh, we're going to get to take a break. There are a lot of people who are fearing having this break because it means that they have less support. So that's always why I'm trying to, you know, keep revving up um, to the holiday and make sure that we have things for you. And let me talk a little bit about what that means for us. So uh, we are going to be um, here and uh, we still are, are going to be doing shows. Um, starting on Friday, though, we're going to start playing the Temple Grandin Marathon, and that'll play throughout the long holiday weekend so that you guys will have things, inspiration to tune into, right? I, I used to be a time that we would go off the air and then there would be nothing. And I really love that Traven found a way for us to step it up when, when it's holidays so that you have something that you can tune into for information and inspiration. And overwhelmingly, you guys have told us that like Temple Grandin is that soothing thing. It makes you feel like all things are possible, but she's also not giving you hardcore assignments where you feel like, oh, if I don't do that, Right, so uh, that'll start playing on Friday and thank you to Traven for that. Um, 
But, you know, we're here and, and I love being here with you live. And one of the things that we love about being live is that you guys get to interact with us. So there's lots of different ways that you can have your voice heard here on Autism Live. We, uh, if you're watching us live, you can be writing in comments on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter and Periscope right now and on our homepage, which is autism-live.com. There's a chat at the bottom. You just click the little box and you type away and hit enter. There is a word limit or a character limit. I'm not sure which one, but um, you know, then you just write again and, and they come back to back. So that's free and anonymous. The other places are free and not so anonymous, but you know, uh, pick, pick what works for you. Now, after the show is live, we always podcast to a couple of different places, iTunes, Stitch, uh, not Stitcher, we used to do Stitcher, but we're not doing Stitcher anymore, but uh, I can't believe I said that, Deezer, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, because uh, those, those are the places that you guys have told us that you look for the show. If you're still looking for it on Stitcher, though, let us know, we can put it back on Stitcher, and if there's another place where you are enjoying watching your podcast and you're like, Shannon, why are you not there? It's because I don't know about it. So please be kind and tell me about it because I always like I always like to learn new things, don't you? Um, okay, so we're thrilled to be here with you today. I want I like to remind you that we have lots of experts that are here on the show with us, but I am not one of them. That is not what my credential is to be here. My the reason why I'm here, short and sweet, is um, that I care very deeply about the, the autism community. And when I say the autism community, again, I mean the larger autism community that starts with the heart of that, like the beating center of that is all the individuals who are on the autism spectrum themselves. You know, whether they are two years old or 102, whether they are someone who is verbal or nonverbal, whether they are someone who needs significant support for their day, or someone who does not need support at all. I love those individuals, but I also love and care about everyone who's trying to help them, who cares about them. So I would say, I, you know, we're, we're speaking to the audience core as individuals on the spectrum. And then the halo around that is everybody who loves them and is fighting for them to get the resources, the dignity, the employment, the housing, you know, the ability to communicate in a way that works for them and to achieve what they want to achieve, not some agenda that I have. Um, I, I don't wanna be mistaken about that. So um, that's why we're here to provide inspiration and information to that entire group, um, which is very important to me. I'm a part of that outer group. Um, and I feel very strongly, I wanna help support my son who was diagnosed with autism at the age of two and a half in a way that's meaningful to him which is not the same as anybody else. It's not a one size fits all. And I can only know at this point, I'm really lucky because he's older now and he has the ability to communicate his wishes and needs and he can tell me what he needs. When he was three, that was not the case, right? Um, but now it's my full-time job to listen to him and to help him to be able to do what he needs to do. So I just want to put it out there to the, the part of the autism community that 
is, you know, that is that core, that beating core, individuals who are on the spectrum, we are listening to you. Uh, we offer opportunities to be on the show here to talk about what you need. That's what we're trying to serve. Uh, and I love somebody uh, called Awaken World says, uh, I'm in the UK and this is helpful information. And I'm thrilled that you guys are here. I'm also saying hi to Sheila and I'm saying hi to, and I, somebody is speaking to me in a language that I do not understand, uh, but I'm glad you're here. And I was just saying to, yesterday I was on Swathi's radio show um, and she was speaking Tagalog through part of it. And we were talking about how one of our big goals this year for Autism Live was to get translated into several different languages. And COVID kind of put that on hold because we had other things we needed to take care of. Um, but we are, there have already been viewers who have said to us, do you mind if we translate? Like I know we have a viewer who translates lates us into Vietnamese. Um, and we're very interested in being translated. So if somebody's interested in that, let me know. Because we just want this information to get as many people as possible. So anyway, I did say that I'm not an expert, but I feel very passionately about helping you because just keeping it real here, I got help when I was at the point where I was like, I don't know what to do. I've got this wonderful little boy that I love so much and I see that he needs some help and support and I don't know what to do. And I got, I got help and I promised on my bedroom floor, I promised if you, know, if you help me, I will help, I will turn around and help whoever I can. So that's why I'm here, uh, but I'm not an expert. That was what started that whole conversation. Okay, now on Tuesdays, uh, whenever possible, we like to start the show with something we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day. This is when we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the hey, nani nani are the experts talking about? How does this help us? What does this have to do with anything? Is, couldn't they possibly have put this in other language? But in the meantime, we try to make friends with it. So, um, hmm, somebody said, I wrote yesterday, I really would like to do MSW and MSWO videos. I don't know what MSO, uh, MSW and MSWO videos are. So write to me and tell me. I don't know what that means. Uh, but thank you for telling me you like our videos and that you really want us to keep on. Uh, okay. I appreciate that. Tammy, good morning. Ashley, good morning. We're so thrilled that you guys are here. But we're doing jargon of the day. Are we ready for that, Draven? Uh, okay. So yesterday we talked a little bit about differential reinforcement and about moving the goalposts. And today we're going to talk a little bit broader about differential reinforcement. Um, and we're going to talk about something called DRA. Uh, which is differential reinforcement of alternative behavior. So, um, because what we're trying to do is we're trying to, the whole point of reinforcement um, is, and this is, this is where we get a little bit confused. A lot of times people think differential reinforcement, I often call it, you know, giving a paycheck. Um, or giving a reward. But the truth of the matter is, is that reinforcement is only reinforcement if it makes the behavior can, uh, happen more often. It's 
So think about that for a second. I, you know, love watermelon. And so I might be throwing a party uh, for somebody because they've done you know, something really great. And I'm like, I'm gonna throw a party and I'm gonna have all this fresh cut fruit and watermelon. And to me, that's a reward, right? But the truth is, is that I might be serving it to people that like watermelon, that watermelon's fine, but it's not gonna make the behavior that I wanted to see happen, happen more often. Like, let's say they cleaned their room and I'm like, hey, let's have watermelon. And they're like, yeah, let's have watermelon, but watermelon is not gonna make them keep cleaning their room, right? So we wanna make sure that the reinforcement that we're giving is something that actually keeps the behavior happening. So the reason why I call it a paycheck is if you think about it, you go to work. And what's your reward for going to work? I mean, hopefully you have lots of things that are your reward for work, but there's your paycheck, right? And some days you get up and you're like, I don't feel like going to work today but I feel like getting a paycheck. So I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go because I want my paycheck, right? And so the paycheck literally keeps you coming back. That's what we want from the reinforcer. And remember, you know, even with your job, sometimes you're like, mm, the paycheck isn't enough. I'm not going in today or I'm not going in ever again, right? Uh, so paychecks can change, right? Sometimes the paycheck is not worth the hassle. And it's like that for all of us, including our kiddos, our teens, and our adults that are on the autism spectrum. Okay, so there are different kinds of uh, reinforcement. Differential means that, you know, it's taking into consideration what the circumstance is. And one is called uh, differential reinforcement of alternative behavior, which is too much of a mouthful. So you will hear the expert say DRA. All right. Let's take a look at what the actual definition of DRA is. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna to have to shrink things so that I can read this because it's a mouthful. And by the way, we give you the actual definition. I try to make fun of it whenever possible uh, because that's how we roll here. And then we give you a working definition. We try to make sense of it, not make a, a muck of it. But sometimes we do anyway, because sometimes this stuff is hard to get your head wrapped around. So DRA, and, and in my best elevator voice, a procedure for decreasing problem behavior in which reinforcement is delivered for a behavior that serves as a desirable alternative to the behavior targeted for reduction and withheld following instances of the, pro of the problem behavior. And ladies and gentlemen, this is coming to you from Cooper, Heron and Hayward, the 2007 edition. Let's take a look at it again, a procedure. So as definitions go, this isn't the worst one, right? We know what a procedure is. And it's decreasing problem behavior. Now we go a little off the skids in which the reinforcement is delivered for a behavior that serves as a desirable alternative to behavior targeted for reduction. What? And withheld following instances of the problem behavior. What? Uh, let's see if we can water this uh, <laughs> down a little bit. Let's go on to our working definition. It's not the worst one though, right? So DRA, it's a type of intervention used to reduce challenging behavior. A more appropriate behavior is identified. Reinforcement is given when the more appropriate behavior is used or observed. Uh, functional communication training is one type of DRA intervention. Okay, all right, we can sort of get our hands wrapped around this. So let's say that the, the challenging behavior is that the kid is spitting on his hands and he is wiping it on his desk at school. We don't want that, right? Especially during COVID, that's not gonna work, right? 
Um, so we need to look at the function of that behavior. We always start with the function of the behavior. Why is the kiddo doing this? What is it that, you know, what's his current paycheck? And once we figure out what his current paycheck is, we are going to find another activity that gives the same paycheck, but doesn't have all the things in it that we don't like. Like we don't like the fact that there is something that's germ ridden on his hands on the desk and being wiped around, right? We also don't like that he's off task, but you know, we're gonna weigh and measure what's most important to us right now, right? So let's say that they do, and it starts with the function. And we were with a group of parents last night talking about these kinds of things. And the thing was that I was like, oh, we just need to get everybody to see that it starts with a function. If you don't know what the function is, you're trying to fix a problem and you don't know what it is, right? If you, know, um, if, if you like to smoke cigarettes and, uh, you know, and I, I'm so old that I can remember being a kid and Telly Savalas had a show on TV and he, I think it was called Kojak and he had um, lollipops. Who was calling me at this time of day? Um, so he, had, he was trying to quit smoking, the character was, and he had these Tootsie Pops. And so that's what he would do all the time is that, because it gave him the oral stimulation, he would have the Tootsie Pop. Well, I know people that, that smoked and, and it wasn't so much that it was an oral stimulation as that it was that they felt cool. They felt like they were just so cool, Joe cool, because they had a cigarette, right? So if you gave them an oral stimulation thing, like a lollipop, that's not cool making. You don't look cool walking around with a Tootsie Pop hanging out of your mouth, right? So it wouldn't solve the problem. It's not an appropriate replacement. So you have to, have to, have to, have to know what the, what, what the paycheck is because you're trying to give a paycheck that is as rewarding as the paycheck that was keeping the behavior going. Think about it. You're working your job, you're getting that paycheck and somebody says, I wanna hire you away. Well, you gotta match my paycheck or make it better. Everybody's the same way. So your kiddo is spitting on the hands and we do the functional behavior assessment and we discover that this is a sensory thing. He likes the feeling of slippery on his hands. It isn't even so much the, the drawing of it on the desk. He likes slippery. So what we do is we give a replacement behavior and we get this child a piece of silk, a, a really wonderful, or um, sometimes kids like that. Um, there's that fabric that's, it's like plush, but it's sort of like fur, but it's fake fur. And it's so soft. That it's crazy. Sometimes kids like that mermaid fabric that it's sequins and you brush it one way or you brush. But again, it's something that's tactile and we got to find the right one. And we give that to the child at the desk and they can wipe their desk with it, but there's no germs. It's right. And now it's not just enough to give them that. We got to reinforce that behavior. We got to reinforce that behavior. And every time that we see them using the cloth, we're gonna add reinforcement on top of the fact that it's already reinforcing to them, right? And let them know that we, you know, we love, you know, good job using, using the cloth. 
right? And if we've gotten the right function and if we've gotten the right alternative behavior and if we're reinforcing that with other things, then we're gonna see the spitting on the hands go poof and it's gonna be gone. And over a period of time, you know, we can work to minimize so that, you know, maybe, you know, for two weeks we let him uh, wipe whenever he wants to. And then we're going to say, let's only do it. Let's, you know, do it now and reinforce that. But it's that alternative behavior. And I'll tell you, when you've got a really clever BCBA, they'll find not only a replacement behavior that gives the same paycheck, but something that makes it impossible, it's a competing behavior so that you can't um, do both things at the same time. So if you're spitting on your hands and you touch silky, you lose everything. The spit gets into the silky and nothing feels good, right? So you're not gonna do both. You're gonna pick which one you like. And if the one where you know, you're touching the silky fabric is the thing being reinforced, that's gonna be the one you go to. Isn't that great? Is it, you know what I love about it is that it's humane. Like there's stuff I do, right? Um, in life for various and sundry reasons that maybe is not the best choice. You know what I mean? But I got a reason. I got a reason for why I do it. And this method of looking at things says that's important, but we're gonna give you something that's more functional. So for instance, the example that we have here is functional communication. Um, so, you know, your, your child at some point screamed and cried to get you to feed them. They all come out of the womb that way, by the way, autism, no autism. I'm crying. I'm hungry. And you feed me. Right. But at some point we got to morph that. We got to put a replacement behavior in. Um, and you know, with a tip, I hate that phrase, but the typically developing child, it becomes speech magically, miraculously without really being taught, uh, which kind of makes me mad because that's not what it was like for our kids at some point, right? But, you know, we, we teach our kids and we start with functional communication so that they don't have to have vocal speech to be able to get what they need. We give the replacement behavior of pointing or an icon or, um, you know, something that we show or we touch on our iPad and I can get what I want. And now I don't have to cry. I don't have to cry anymore for you to feed me because I can tell you that I'm hungry in whatever way is possible. And there is a way for everyone, no matter what their functioning capabilities are to be um, taught to communicate there. I love that science has shown us that there's you know, several different ways to communicate, whether it's sign language or pressing the button on the iPad or holding up a picture of what you want, it can be done, functional communication. So that's DRA. Uh, differential reinforcement of alternative behavior. Isn't that great? It works. Okay, moving on. We always have a question of the day. And our question is, what's your favorite time of the day? And why? Why is that your favorite time of the day? Is there, you know, I used to think my mother was crazy. My mother would get up at like 4 35 o'clock in the morning and you know, there were times when I was visiting her, or, you know, when I was living with her, uh, when I was a teenager and, and, you know, come downstairs and there would be my mother sitting there with her cup of coffee on the table, six o'clock in the morning. Uh, she would have her knitting needles would be going a mile a minute and she'd have a book in a book holder and she'd be reading and knitting. My mother could never do just one thing at a time. 
And uh, in fact, normally she had at least, cause the TV would be on too. So she'd be reading a book, knitting, watching TV and enjoying her coffee at, at five o'clock in the morning. And I would sometimes go, are you out of your mind? And she would say, oh, this is my time. This is my time. And I can hear the birds and I see the sun come up and the day's full of possibilities. You know, I get up and anything that's not clean in the kitchen, you know, I put my pot of coffee on, the kitchen is totally clean and I get my time. Uh, and I would laugh because there was nothing quiet about it. You're knitting, reading a book and listening probably to the news, but it was her time. It was how she liked to do it. And I, I think about that now because I sort of revel in the morning routine too, you know, that especially right now, there's just like in the morning, there's a lot of things to do. You know, the garden has to be watered. We have the two dogs and they can't be near each other. So one dog has to be let out and fed and then the other dog has to be let out and fed. And, and I'm trying to spend a little bit of time on the elliptical, but it's my time and it's quiet and I have my thoughts. Um, it's, you know, it's peaceful. Uh, but I also, in the summer, I love it when right at dusk, man, um, as long as it's not too buggy, I love as the sun sets in the summer and it's cool and there's a breeze. I used to love it when I lived back east and a lot of times you'd have a thunderstorm right around then and then it would be cleared and it would be cool. So um, those are my two favorite times of the day. What's your favorite time of the day and why? What do you love about it? And how do you enjoy that time of the day? I hope that you have right now a favorite time of the day. And the reason why this question is in there is because I, I remember what it was like as uh, a mom of a child who had some pretty intensive challenges in front of him. And when we were going through intensive ABA that it, sometimes it didn't feel like there was room for me to have my time of the day. Um, but we've talked about this before on the show, what I would do then is that anytime we got in the car, because our life was just go, 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 right? Anytime we got in the car, I would put him into his little five-point harness. I would get into the front seat. I would put my seat belt on and I would stop and take three breaths. Three breaths before we drive this big car, um, you know, because I needed a moment to center, right? Uh, and I know a lot of you are like, I haven't driven my car in weeks, Shannon. I, I don't have, like, I, I know I've been feeling it that I don't get my, my music. See if you can find time. It's a great thing to do to teach your kid how, you, you know, whether your kid is three or 13 or 33, how to have a moment of leisure to themselves. You want to model the behavior, teach them to do it. And if you're teaching them to do it, then you get to have it at the same time, right? You gotta have a couple of minutes a day that are just for you. Uh, I used to take epic long showers and, and somebody was like, what, you know, what is it? I was like, when I'm in the shower, everybody leaves me alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so gotta find your time, however you can find it. Okay, let's move on to our topic of the week. And our topic this week is about running your own race. Oh, it's so hard because we compare ourselves, right? Um, and we compare our kids. And yesterday we talked a little bit about comparing our kids, but today I want to talk a little bit about how we compare ourselves to other parents. Because I want to tell you something. I've met some amazing, amazing autism parents, um, but none of them would think that they were. 
Uh, I, I love in The Incredibles when Edna Moles, the costume designer, she says, no capes, right? Because capes get caught in fans. And I, and I like to think of all of us um, as amazing, our own superheroes. You know, we're, I do think that um, the people in the autism community are amazing whether it's the individuals themselves that are on the spectrum or the people who love them, I think that we have a higher calling. Um, and that if you're showing up, you're a rock star, you're a superhero, you're absolutely amazing. But we all look at other people and go, oh, you know, look at them. I remember in the early days that I would go online and I would see these women who, you know, my son was on a gluten-free, casein-free diet too, but all these women were cooking things and they were using like agar, agar, this stuff called agar, agar. And I remember saying, you know, if I ever start using agar, agar, shoot me, right? Because I don't want to, I don't want to get that far down the rabbit hole that I'm using agar. And I think, you know, at a certain point I bought agar, agar, because I was trying to make, um, I was trying to make gelatin Lego blocks to put on my son's birthday cake. But my point is, um, we all look at other people and go, oh, she's got it together. Or, oh, man, she's amazing. Uh, or, oh, you know, the opposite, too, where we go, oh, she must have it so rough. Like, I can't imagine having to do what she has to do. And the truth of the matter is, is that, like, everybody has their own stuff going on. And what it looks like on the outside usually isn't what it is on the inside. You know, on the moments that, uh, that I thought I had it, that I had it the most together, I, I really didn't, right? <laughs> and the moments where people thought I had it the most together, I super didn't, right? So I just wanna say to you, you gotta up your self-talk. You're doing great. You're amazing. You need to, love yourself, know that you're doing the best that you can. And if you're here, if you found us, like even if you don't do anything that we say, if in the process of looking up what you looked up, you found us, like you're fine. Uh, there are a lot of people that never find us, that never find resources, that, ju that just sit in their homes and go, there's nothing there's nothing out there and aren't really looking. So the fact that you're looking tells me everything I need to know about you. You're going to be fine. You're doing amazing. Run your own race. Try, you know, you're going to look at other people and go, oh, how does she do that and be so thin? Or how do they do that and, and manage to still have so much money? Or how did they, how, you know, how did they get that service for their kid? There's all those things. Um, if you can learn from what somebody's doing, great, but don't judge yourself. We're all running our own race and you are doing amazing. Okay. Um, and Ashley says, thank you. I think we all needed to hear this. I, I tell you, like if I could, I, I, I would just love to build monuments to all of you because I know you're doing great. I know that you're doing absolutely amazing. Uh, oh, somebody from the UK who says, I enjoy your program. Somebody from June Lake, California. Doesn't that sound like a lovely, idyllic place to be, June Lake? Um, somebody says, 8 a.m., like breakfast time. That's my favorite time of the day. Uh, what else do we have here? I just have to scroll. And then we're going to bring our guest in. Uh, 
I went all over your jargon shows and I couldn't find any of them. Oh, okay. So this is why. So I, I meant multiple stimulus without replacement and multiple stimulus with replacement. I have no idea what that means. That's why it's not in jargon. I'm going to look that up and find out about that. And maybe you could help me to uh, make one of those videos. That would be fun. Uh, and Roxanne, I'm saying hello to you. Thank you for being with us and saying that you really appreciate the program. Um, celebrating autism, A-W-E-tism and neurodiversity. Aloha. Thank you. Uh, I think that's from Diane. And thank you, Melissa. And hi, Autism Mom Dubai. And hi, Blessy. What a wonderful name, Blessy. Okay, wonderful. Tammy saying hi to you. I just love all of you. Can I just tell you? And again, hi to Sheila. Okay, so we've got this great guest for you. And I want to introduce her. Hey, Drolly. Hi. Hey, Nasser. Good to see you. Thrilled that you're joining us from India. Um, so we've got this great guest for you. And I'm excited to have her with us. It's Sarah Bradford. And, uh, but she writes under the pen name S.J. Childs. So we're welcoming Sarah to the show. And I believe that she is here joining us now. Traven, do we have Sarah? Sarah, are you there? There she is. There she is. Sarah, good morning. Oh, I don't have your audio. But look at her gorgeous plants, first of all and those fabulous books behind her. You guys are gonna love this because her books are uniquely, it says it's connecting to audio, but the, oh. There we go. There? Yay! Oh, I no. love it. <laughs> we were just uh, appreciating your plants. On top of being a wonderful writer, you apparently have Thank a green you. thumb. Is that alive or is that a fake? Yeah. I actually have about 20 in the house. I just didn't have enough room to put them all behind me. <laughs> Wow, that's awesome. It. Yeah, they they keep me feeling alive and well and know that, you know, there's good air going through the house and yeah. so. That's yeah. wonderful. Thank you. And and Sarah, we were just saying that you write under the pen name SJ Childs. Yes. Um and that is where people if you want to find her books, uh for instance, you can go to Amazon and go to SJ Childs and you will be able to find and I love that you've got them there. Um, let's, because we're, I want to talk about, because these books are amazing for our population and they're amazing period, but they're especially amazing for our population. But Sarah, let's start by talking a little bit about you and, and why these are the books that you decided to write. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a 10-year-old with autism. He was diagnosed at 16 months. And so we've been down this road for a long time now, I feel like. And um, uh, I just saw the struggles that it was creating for you know, the other children in the neighborhood who didn't understand DJ. Or um, we have a daughter and, you know, her friends, when they would come over and kind of wanting to help them understand and help support him. And so I really wanted to write the books um, for everyone to help them with our children. Um, you know, it's 
not that it can't help our children as well, but um, helping the world understand and support them is going to make a difference. Well, I, I think what a wonderful mission that you're on and what a wonderful way to do that. We've seen that kids are the best. Kids, yeah. <laughs> when you explain something to a kid and explain love and acceptance to them um, in a way that's meaningful to the kids, then they carry that throughout their whole lives. We've already seen, you know, having Julia on Sesame Street has led to kids having a better understanding and being more inclusive yes. in their classrooms. So I love, 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 love this. Uh, let's start going through, I love your little owl there too. Oh so, yeah, <laughs> my uh, wise owl, right? <laughs> <laughs> but so uh, why don't you uh, like uh, show the books to us one at a time and let's talk. Do you mind taking them off okay. the thing? To no, show absolutely. Well, so, yeah, let's, so the people can see that because you've got an array of books. It's not like it's just yeah. one book. I love no, this. I have several more in the works. I'm so excited about just uh, the journey we're going to be taking with this. It's very it's cool. Yeah. So this one's called Doug the Dyslexic Duck. <laughs> and, you know, unlike some of the books about autism, this one actually is for the child that might have dyslexia that might not understand when they're reading. And in, it's my hopes that showing the different types, the way the letters can be written or, you know, can help them realize that they might need to ask for help and they might need to, to get some, some help from their teachers or their parents, you know? So that's what this book was set out for was to, just kind of give kids an idea of what dyslexia looks like for other children and help them with for themselves and support their peers as well. So wonderful. Okay. And again, all of these books are available right now on amazon.com, but they can also go to your website too. What is, what is your website? Yeah. Um, the website is sjchildsbooksforchildren.com. Um, and, it is, um, they are all posted on there. It's a blog website at this time. So that's what we have available, but um, wonderful. Yeah, they're all available and uh, you can see this one. My, uh, I was so lucky. My husband also has Asperger's. So we have like some talented folks in this family. <laughs> I and can imagine. Yeah, he actually did all of the artwork um, in this book and the sketches. Oh. And um, this is a spray paint painting that he's done for this and just wow. incredible art. And we were able to just really work together to make these such a special thing for our family and, and being able to share it with each other. And it's just, it's been so fulfilling. I, you know, and I love this because I, I do say that um, at a certain point, you know, when people first come into the autism community, you're, you're just, you're running to catch up. You're like, I don't know what I was, I don't know what I'm doing. But I, at a certain point, I think people find their place in the autism community and how they're going to contribute. And yeah. I love that this is how you and your family have decided to contribute. And it's meaningful Thank for you, but it's meaningful for us. What a yeah. great way to be. Thank okay, you. Okay, show us another book. Okay, so the, that was, I'll go in the order they came out. So that was the first okay. one. Um, the That's second one is actually, is called Anna the Kitten. And it's a book about physical differences. 
because both of my children share the same physical difference of myself. We have these little tiny ears. And we were just born with these little tiny ears. And, you know, in, in my lifetime, I grew up with some struggles with that and some judgments of others and things. And it was so important for me to let my sweet little girl know that differences don't matter. Differences make you special. Differences make you, you know, able to tell a different story in the world. And everyone is different, of course, but, <laughs> but I wanted her to just be, know that she could be proud to be herself. So that's the message of this book is just to be proud to say I'm me. Wonderful. What a great message. And, I, and did your husband do all this artwork too? These were, um, the rest of them are actually graphic design. So we, we hired an illustrator for the rest, but um, it, it just takes some time for these ones. So we'll see some more from him in the future. So okay, cool. Now everybody's yeah. wanting to make sure that they know and your name and where to get the books. Um, okay because you do write under a pen name. And right now on the screen, it says Sarah Bradford. So yes. we want to make sure that everybody knows it's S as in Sam, J as in jump, Childs with an S at the end, S-J Childs. Yes. And you can find the books on Amazon if you, if you put in S-J Childs. Yeah, there's Kindle versions as well as paperbacks available. So if there you, you have a Kindle at home and you want to download it and read it right there with your kids, it's available to do so. So we'd love okay. to, you know, have you that available to you. And Traven, oh, Those I've made your owl drop. I want to say, I want to say too, Traven has added the link in the comments. Um, and people are saying, wow, these are great. Um, so I love this. And I'm and I you had this wonderful display and I'm I'm making you take it all apart, but we're loving getting to see them up close. So what is this one? This was so special to me because this one was written for my best friend's son. His um, this is Jack the Dog, a book about Down syndrome. And this book is all about how to understand Down syndrome, what to know about the different chromosomes and what is a chromosome, perhaps, you know. I talk about that in the book. And I made sure in several of these books to add a question and answer at the back so that we can really get some information and, you know, knowledge is what's going to help us out there. So knowledge will help these children support their peers and, you know, be kind. And this one is just about how no matter what challenges he faces, love is the only thing he gets is just love, love, love. And it's just, it was so exciting to be able to make this for them. So yeah, that was a real special one. Okay. What else? Because I know there's okay. more. We did the DJ. DJ's is my son. And these books are based on him. Um, and so, you know, for some, I understand that it might not be like every child out there with autism, but this is like my child. This is exactly our story. Um, and so, so this DJ, is the bear, uh, yeah. uh, a book about a bear with autism. I love it. And in this book, it really tells how we came to understand how to help him. We understood what his struggles looked like and how they could seem different for the world. 
and how when everyone was smiling and he was frowning, it wasn't because he didn't want to smile, but that he just, you know, didn't really know how to communicate with us at that time. So we, you know, through lots of therapies and lots of um, trial and error, diet changes, he is now verbal and he's been, he's been speaking since about four. So yeah, it was um, quite, quite an incredible journey with him. So, and, and now he's able to kind of tell us more of his needs and his, his struggles and we're able to help him so much more now. So I just want to share that um, people are just writing in and saying, wow, these are great. Somebody says, I love the use of animals. Uh, somebody said, I, I just followed her, you on Amazon. I have a kiddo with selective mutism, childhood anxiety disorder, and one with Rett syndrome on top of my son with autism. So these are perfect. Wonderful. And I, and I gotta say, I love the, 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 the graphics are beautiful and they're lush and they're colorful um, and they're big. And I love the type because the type that you have is nice and big so that when you're yeah. teaching reading and you've got the text, so often now the children's books, it's got these beautiful pictures and then it has these itty bitty little words. And I'm like, who is that for? Yes. You got all this what? You got all this I white the on the page, <laughs> yeah. you know? So I love the way you've set it up. It's beautiful. Now, did we get through? I feel like there's more. There's get two more. Um, okay. this, this is a really great special one too. So we have a, um, a special guy in our life named Santa Claus. And he brings this little DJ guy so much joy, so much joy. And um, during, it was actually Halloween, but I converted it to Christmas. During last Halloween, you know, every time going out trick-or-treating, it's always a struggle to answer people's questions. Like, why is he not, why, you know, won't he grab the candy? Why doesn't he want this? Why is he asking questions? And it, it's so... It's so hard as a mom to go out feeling like you have to just make excuses for your child the entire time. So last year I had an idea that we would make his costume and we always go as a family, like in a family theme. And so we, we went um, last year and I'm trying to think of what we went as, but Garfield, that's right. We were the Garfield characters. Um, but we just, I put a little sticker on DJ's chest that said, I have autism, please be patient. Mm. And it was incredible. The neighbors were so friendly, so kind. Mm. They answered all of his strange little questions. You know, mm. how old are you? What's your initials? What year were you born? You know, he has his list of questions he needs to get into people. So, and they were so open and willing to do that. Unlike other years where I felt like I said, I was making excuses for why he was different. And so this time, I decided to put it in a book and um, show that, you know, giving the public that information can not only be helpful for yourself, but also for your child yes. so that other people around are just patient and understanding. And, you know, it, 
I know that all parents won't want to put labels on their children. I completely understand that, but it definitely worked for us. And it really helped um, everyone around us be so comforting and supporting. And while I, I agree with you, I don't think everybody's going to want to put a label on their child, but you know what you did, Sarah, by, by putting that label on and it opened people's minds to the yeah. fact that maybe I don't know what's going on. And maybe someday, I hope in our lifetimes, our kids will be able to walk around through a neighborhood without a sticker and have yes. everybody be kind anyway. Absolutely. But just like how we do when we're teaching things, first we have to prompt and then we fade the prompting. So yes. I love that. Thank you. I love that. So what you've got one more I know. Is uh, Will, Willie the, or I'm sorry, Wiley the Worried Worm, and it's a book about anxiety. All right, let's all, everybody take a breath because aren't you excited that that's included, right? Everybody needs this one. Is my personal challenge in life. And so I, just went ahead and kind of let children know this is what anxiety feels like. This is what it looks like. This is what you might be feeling inside. And if they do, if they are having these feelings, what a better way to be able to say, mom, I'm having this feeling in my tummy or in my chest. I think it might be anxiety. How can you help me? you know, with this problem I have. And I just think it's just such great knowledge for kids to have. And, and of course we put in here some ways to, to cope. Um, counting down, of course, breathing exercises. You see the little worm here on his yoga mat, <laughs> trying to slow down and slow his body and his breathing down. Um, and it just really talks about how, you can't worry about all of the things that you cannot see or or have control over. You can only control your own self. And hopefully that will really help kids to, to be able to do that and to get help from the people they need to, you know, out there. So the truth is, Sarah, we all need that book, especially right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Yeah. So these books are incredible. You've mentioned that you've got more in the works. Yes. Um, and somebody said that they've already followed you and uh, somebody else has already ordered two, uh, four books, excuse me. Wow. So that's, that's amazing. Um, I, I think it's incredible what you're doing. And, and I don't want to encourage people so you can go find her under the pen name SJ Childs on uh, Amazon yes. to order the books and get them shipped to you. Um, but tell us what your website is again, Sarah. Um, SJ Childs Books and SJChildsBooks.com. Sorry, I think I said the whole name of my Facebook page last time. So just SJChildsBooks.com. Well, I was going to get to the Facebook page yeah. too. So let's talk about what that is, because right. that's also a great way to follow and know when there's new books coming. Absolutely. We try to, you know, update that with our books as uh, whenever they're coming out and, and do some things about that. So that one is SJ, SJ Child's Books for Children. That's what you can, where you can find it on Facebook. Wonderful. Wonderful. And I'm just making sure that I got... Um, yeah. <laughs> All the questions there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and we've got people writing in about the jargon. I'm going to address that in just a second. Don't go anywhere for that. But um, Sarah, this is really remarkable. And I love that this was part of how you and your family decided to channel your energy and your talents, 
not only to help you and to help your kiddos, but to help your community right around you. And then you shared it with everyone. This is like, you know, something that we can all learn from. I know that there um, are people out there that are, that are like, I just don't, I just don't know how I fit into the autism community, but there was a day when you didn't know. Absolutely. Um, and then you decided um, to write these books. And, I, and like when you decided, was it just you were going to write one book or did you decide, yeah. hey, I'm going to write a series of books? Oh, I actually, it was like six years ago. In fact, I wrote the book for my daughter about the little ears and it was just on book creator, which is a free book site for teachers and kids. And I was just playing about and um, shared it with a, you know, a few family members and they just absolutely loved it. And they said, you need to do more with this. So I, you know, kind of sat down and I love to write. And so I was able to just um, write a lot of these. And all of these books are in a poem form, basically. They're all very poetic and they flow and it makes it so much fun for kids to read and to listen to. Um, and so, yeah, then I just started kind of deciding what characters would go with which, you know, um, which people and then started matching them up and going from there. I probably sent about 150 books to publishers and was turned down by everyone. So that's well, when I hit Amazon on the self-publishing route. <laughs> so. I tell you, sometimes the publishers don't need, no, don't understand what we need. And this yeah. has resonated greatly with our audience. One of the parents wrote in and said, I need the anxiety book for me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Somebody else said, I need, need these. Love how it's so inclusive to so many kiddos who are special needs and NT kids, uh, the neurotypical kids. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if publishers don't get it, I'm glad that we live in an age where we don't have to deal with them. Um, so that they don't have to tell us what, what it is that we need to consume. Um, but you are amazing and I love what you're doing. And I can't wait to see what more you do with these. Thanks. Um, there, I, I, I sort of would love for Danny Bowman who does animation to see these because I think she would love them too. Because I can see these being animated. I would love thing. for that to happen. You know, I've um, reached out. I've had a few conversations with some people on some collaboration ideas, Good. doing one possibly um, with sign language and um, doing you know kind of like assigning times book a lot book read along um and so we i have some exciting hopefully things in the pipeline coming up and um, working on some lot of projects well it's absolutely amazing i i'm so glad that we got connected and um and had had an opportunity to see the books again go to her pen name is s j childs you can find them on, so it's child with an S on the end, plural, yes. right? Because yeah. uh, sometimes people are listening on uh, iTunes and they're like, what did she say? Mm -hmm. uh, SJ Childs uh, at Amazon. And then you can also find her website and she's also on Facebook. Go and follow her so that you can keep track of what she's doing. Sarah, thank you so much for being here and for doing these amazing books for our community and yes. for the world for the world, because there really are for everyone. Yeah.
Uh, well, we have actually two, I, about 200 book orders since August is when we started last August. And it is global. We have books in Brazil and in, you know, some other countries. And so, yeah, it's really exciting how it's grown so far. But I, but I also mean too, these aren't just for our kiddos. Like these are great gifts when you're going to a birthday party for one of, you know, for one of the kiddos that your, um, your child goes to school with, who's not on the spectrum. Um, but these are just great books to give kids. These are, I know that every year the, um, the American library of whatever it is, education picks certain books to put, pick and in, to put into libraries yeah. and school libraries. These should be chosen. I agree. I, I do want to be able to get into some schools and possibly get these books into schools because that's where they're going to be the most important and the most impactful. Um, and, you know, uh, lucky for us, I donated all of the books, uh, you know, a copy of all of our books to my daughter's uh, second grade class this year. And boy, they were a hit. She came yeah. home and she says, Mom, kids are fighting left and right for your books. And I do that. So I love it. And that just improves the culture of that class. Come on, that you made the world a better place, one classroom at a time. So um, if, you know, sometimes parents like to donate books to schools, feel, you know, order two, uh, one for your family and one for your child's school. What a wonderful thing. Absolutely. Uh, Well, we are out of time, but Sarah, I want to thank you so much. SJ Childs, you guys, on Amazon. You can get them shipped to you today. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Just to thank you so much. Just a quick, I I wanted to have a second to address um, that you always can request jargon and it always is mind expanding for me. What I would suggest, uh, instead of just being in the chat, if you have jargon that you would like for me to do, shoot me an email. So my email is s.penrod, P-E-N-R-O-D at autism-live.com. S.penrod at autism-live.com. That's a great place. Anytime you have show ideas, uh, somebody you'd like to see on the show, if you're like, I want to be on the show, I want to talk about X, Y, and Z, we always encourage people write to me and tell me what you would like to talk about on the show. Pitch me an idea. We're happy to have um, people on the show, but always for the jargon, we, you know, I, I don't, I didn't even know what the things were that you were saying before. So that causes me to then go to our BCBAs and say, help me, uh, help me to understand what this is so that I can explain it. Uh, and most of the time it's something I've seen. I just don't know the term. So uh, we love to build our jargon library. We think it's great for the parents, but we also know that more and more universities are using our jargon library for their students um, to help them to understand the parents' perspective of what these jargon terms are, but to also have a beginning understanding for themselves. It cracks me up. We made it because we couldn't understand what they were saying, and now they're using it to teach their people gobsmacked. I just, I have not, like it cracks me up, but I absolutely love it. Uh, Okay. Uh, And somebody said, great job writing books for all the community. Don't give up. I, I, yes, I hope Sarah keeps it going. And it sounds like she will. So you guys were totally uh, about to be out of time. I just want to let you know that we have another author who's going to be on the show on Thursday. It's like author week here. We love us some good books, right? But 
Hers is an, a, a book, a, a comprehensive book about autism and all of the different uh, therapies and diets and all the, all the different things. Uh, so Patricia Lemers is gonna be with us on Thursday to talk about her book. But uh, tomorrow is Ask Dr. Doreen. We will be back then. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me and one for you too. Find that time, even if it's three breaths today. Love you. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.